Hello, you are listening to, or so they say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. I'm Megan. I should just, I have the same like pitch structure every time I do the intro Mm -hmm. that messed me up. I'm just going to do a real weird one time. Oh, okay. Not that that one was it. Uh, uh, no, I'm not gonna do it. It's, we haven't talked about Jasper in a little bit. Oh my gosh. I hadn't talked about Jasper in a while, like in real life. And then at work today, someone said, I don't know, they said, I like something was good. I did something good or something. I said, thank you. And then I came out from the back. I said, thank you. <laughs> I was thinking of one of her newer videos where she's like, a big head cake, big head bird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, it's, you. first of all, you can barely understand. Did I not show you that video? Which one? The bacon, the cake, Yeah, the I watched oh, okay. it. Well, no, I didn't. Did That's I what I show said, you? bacon bird. Oh, yeah, we saw it at the Easter thing. Yeah, bacon bird. Like, it was, <laughs> that was pretty close. <laughs> um. Anyway, hi. Welcome back. Oh, uh, well, okay, first of all, before we get into it, I had thoughts that I forgot to talk to Megan about before we did this. Okay. So, if you all recall, if you listened to our last episode, this is homework, by the way, uh, when at a point we're like, oh, Maddie came home and- Oh, you said homework and I got sweaty. I was like, what was I supposed to do? (laughs) I know, I gave myself, like, chills, not good (laughs) ones. Um. But no, when we were like, oh, Maddie wants to come home because you could hear Maple barking in the background and then Maple barking again. I was like, oh, Maddie just went outside because you tried to call for her. Yes. Maddie was never here. I don't know if that was clarified on the episode, but I told her when she got back that I was like, we were certain, certain, because once we stopped recording, I checked her her location and she was still at this event that she had gone to. Mm -hmm. And when she came back... I played back the episode for her. I played back the recording and let her listen to when we were like, oh, Maddie's home. And how just a little bit later we were like, Megan was like, you were calling her for something. I was asking her where Lady was because in late we had a ghost cat open the door. That's true. Yeah. All of that happened in the same thing. I told her because the, the door opened and you were like, Maddie. <laughs> and nobody answered. It's because she wasn't here. And even she was sitting here and she went. That's kind of weird. She's like, I wasn't anywhere near here. Yeah. So, creepy vibes in this house. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially super creepy after the video we just watched. Oh, my gosh. We can't talk. Guys, listen. TikTok is a blessing and a curse. Uh, Today, we were cursed and blessed at the same time with with Papa and Mama. (laughs) It's, It's this filter that... You take a picture of yourself and you can like slide this filter over and it's supposed to show like fairly accurately, according to this, what you'll look like when you're older. Mm-hmm. And they like slide it over this man who's like nice salt and pepper, like he got good and old, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's the wedding picture. And then the wife. Oh my gosh. Something went wrong. <laughs> like, because I was from the upside down, like she had, she gained like double the amount of teeth like jowls to her nipples like (laughs) we i wish we would have hit record sooner because we were wheezing oh i was coughing like i was gonna throw up or something i thought i was i know it was yeah straight up wheezing it was a lot it it wasn't it's not just the video it's the comments comments yeah like the one i gotta say it very plainly and very calmly that was like pawpaw age like wine 
mama age like milk <laughs> or um just a uh, papa or na na but like gnawing on a bone <laughs> that's the one that got me i know oh. that that was a pretty good one. Oh, my tummy hurts <laughs> I know I've had a, a wide range of emotions today. I worked for 11 hours today. All for <laughs> not, by the way, almost. I had to like combine two shifts today because I thought I had to be somewhere tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And they literally called me today. They're like, so we're only doing XYZ. So you can still come in if you want, but you don't have to. Man. I was at work for 11 hours today for that. Well, that sucks. Yeah, it does suck. I'm tired. Well, <laughs> why don't I- why don't we talk about Yeah, what why don't we get back to, like, today? actually what we're doing? All right, well, it's Thursday. We're past the first, sorry, we're past the first Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> so it is, we're back on track, back on our schedule. And we are now, and I'm not going to sing it because I embarrassed myself, like, twice already. It's Oklahoma. Or, yes. Go watch, listen to Oklahoma, whatever. Yeah, Oklahoma, the where musical. The, <laughs> yes, the musical, where the winds go sweeping down the plains, all that. <laughs> I have to burp. Oh no! Oh God, dang! I can I can sing. Yeah, sing and dance. Take up the time. I don't know. I had Chinese before this too. I'm like breathing heavy. Yeah, this was an awful mistake. All right, my goodness gracious. Anyway, we're in Oklahoma. That was me clapping my hands. Not anything spooky. Spooky. I might cut that. I don't know. I'm gonna find a way. Megan just choked on her own spit like no choked no. on some sweet tea right I, no it's water oh it's water you choked yeah. on water i took a drink it was really cold and it hit right in the back of my throat i was like <laughs> this is going <laughs> swimmingly so far oh my god we're in oklahoma we're in oklahoma that is right and we are in durant oklahoma durant durant oklahoma. No, i don't, I don't okay, know okay now well because i said the place incorrectly earlier and you're like okay Quat woman like that's not how you say it we are so we're in i'm saying durant oklahoma that's fine at fort washita what did um, i mess it up anyway hold on now you got me all messed up it's fort washita washita i was saying washita <laughs> i guess that's a <laughs> incorrect but uh so not washita Washita. We are at Fort Washita in Durant, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. I don't know if we've ever done, surprisingly, this is like, well, okay, the problem is this, it's not a problem, but this location served a lot of purposes, mm-hmm. but it was a military fort. I don't know if we've done... Sort of, kind of, the octagon. I guess that's true. That's it was true. used in the Civil War, so kind of. Okay. Which I don't remember what... That's Idaho, I think. Heck, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know either. Did I delete the wrong thing? Now listen. Now I gotta awkwardly pull up my information. We just <laughs> have to start this episode. No, I don't want to start this episode. I don't either. We're in too deep. We at are this point. in very deep. So I'm gonna find. I'm just gonna use. I had two different articles up because I wanted it for comparison purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not using world populationreview.com because they've done me dirty one uh-huh. too many times. I've learned my lesson. I'm not doing that anymore. I don't know. It's just like the inconsistencies, the lack of information. I yeah. just, it's not for me. Sorry. So instead, I found this website called university.database.io. 
Okay. Which actually, I kind of like it. It's a very simple, clean layout. It shows you who your, your who your state senators are, or who the, I guess, yeah, state senators are. Mm-hmm. It gives That's you cool. uh, population, median age, poverty rate, median household income. It gives you all the same information, but like, really concise, really nice. Nice. Okay. So, we, Durant, Oklahoma, like I said, this, the only downside is that this is 2020 numbers. I don't really care anymore. It's close. It's going to be within like a certain number, right? Right. Yeah. So 2020, they had a population of 18,516 people. Pretty small, pretty quaint. Yay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Republican, Republican senators. Go figure. Yeah. Well, I expect nothing less. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The median age is 33.9. So we're like, you know. A little younger, I think. That's young. Yeah, I think it's on the younger side. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. I forget that. Listen, I feel like we went into a lot of detail about these things in the past. I just want the highlights. Just give me the highlights. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Including the poverty rate, which is 21.9%. Ow. So it's a little rough. The median household income is $39,097. Oh, no. So she's not great. It's no. not very good. Uh, and the med- and the median property value is one hundred and seventeen thousand seven hundred. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Which I looked into that because okay, so I need I need comparisons. I can't just look at these numbers and be like, "Yep, that makes sense to me." Yeah. So I pulled up Terre Haute's numbers because it's relevant to us. Right. And I'm like, I want to see how uh, accurate these things are. Okay. And I would say That's pretty fair. accurate. Because the 2020 population for Terre Haute was 6690, like 60,690, right. sorry. Yeah. Uh, Republican senators, go figure. Uh, the median age is 32.8, which makes sense because it's a college town. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so the poverty rate for Durant was 21.9%. Mm-hmm. We're 25.3. That seems high. Um. Well. We have, yeah, we have got uh, our our homeless um, well population, I guess is the only way I can say it, has kind of grown. Well, okay, so it does, this does have an interesting bit of information that world population didn't have, which is employed population. Mm-hmm. Like how much of the population, you know, has a job. Right. Which, for Terre Haute, of the 60,690, only 25,763. But you have to think of, like, stay at Kids home. Kids yeah. okay. That's, at first Part I was like, is... why is the poverty rate so low then? <laughs> right. It's because some of these people can afford not to work, if you can imagine it. Uh, Durant, Oklahoma, uh, of their 18,000, 8,168 are employed. Okay. And Better then, percentage than us. <laughs> yeah. And, actually... Our uh, median household income is worse. We are $37,299. we are rough. We, okay, but we have a lot of fast food, a lot of restaurants, a lot of retail jobs here. We're not like an industrial place. No. We're not a farming place. Like we have sprinkles of that here, but overall it's, it's like um, entry level job work here for the most part. Yeah, what was that? My cup. Okay, that scared me. I was like, who's here? <laughs> the, everything's just it's going right right now. <laughs> and it's mama. <laughs> anyway. So, 
I don't know. I just, I wanted to pull up the Terre Haute numbers because I wanted to see the accuracy of the numbers. And I feel like it's pretty accurate. I don't know. Also with the whole, oh, our median property value, our median property value. So I said Durant's was 117,700. Uh-huh. Terre Haute's is 83,800. That is the median. That seems low to me. It does. It does. But now here's the thing. I got, I'm not going to go down this whole rabbit hole with you guys, but I'll just give you an idea that I went to uh, realtor.com for Uh Durant, Oklahoma, because I was like, show me these properties. I want to know lots of land. Lots and lots and lots of land. Build your house. <laughs> like there was one that I swear to God, it was a one bedroom, one bath, maybe 700 square foot home mm-hmm. that was uh, 800,000. I'm not joking. It was like hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> what? <laughs> because it was on 70 acres. Um. And really, for the most part, a lot of the acreage is around like, it, it comes out to about $10,000 an acre, mm-hmm. which I mean- Sounds about right. Tracks to me. Sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. But there was one. I went to the most expensive thing on there. I was like, show me. It was um, 140 acres wow, of land. Okay. Or no, sorry. 240 acres of land. Oh, okay. <laughs> no building. Just the land. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if, you, if they're about $10,000 an acre, what would math be? I'll just tell you. It's okay, two hundred forty. Is that what you said? Two million four hundred. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, by the way that the trend was going, it would be about two point four million. Uh huh. Twelve million dollars. See now, here's the thing. <laughs> I really just money. It's all. It's all a, a concept. Uh, I don't understand because once I start seeing houses past like five hundred thousand, mm-hmm. it's just all. I'm like. People don't buy these things. Well, because here's what happens. They can sell the land as retail, where you can build a home and have a life, or they can sell it as commercial land, which changes the value. Still the same dirt. Nothing changed, except instead of building a house, you're building a mini mall, and now all of a sudden it's worth $12 million as opposed to $2 million. Which in this area, I doubt it's going to be a mini mall. It's going to be well farmland. Yeah, I know what you're saying, though. Yeah, if you sell it as commercial land, it's more. It's so dumb. Point is the the average the median property value is much higher because there is a lot of land to be had. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would say more than half of the for sale options were just land. Uh, well. And it was lots lots of properties over like a million dollars plus. I was like, "Well, okay, I think we have like two of those for sale." <laughs> oh, here in town for sale. Yeah, there are a couple over, like, plots of land over a million dollars, a couple million, but they're commercial land. Exactly. So, any hoot, uh, let's see. Let's do the quick about. In 2020, Durant, Oklahoma, had a population of 18.5. We've read all of this. That's all very boring. Uh, the five largest ethnic groups in Durant, Oklahoma, are white. Wow. At 65.9%. The numbers, uh, oh, are you thinking that's kind of low? Yeah. Well, there's a reason, and it'll make sense in, like, two seconds. Um, oh, poop, what was I going to say? Oh, these numbers uh, have shifted a little bit. I would say the next group is higher by about 3 or 4% as of 2023, but it's not reflective here. Okay. That's because the second highest group is American Indian and Alaska Native. Okay. Yeah, or non-Hispanic at 13.1%. Now it's almost 17%. 
Oh, wow. Okay. So, which this, as we'll learn in the history, makes a lot of sense for this area. Yes. Uh, let's see. Two or more races is 7.37. White Hispanic, which they have it listed here as well. Hispanic is 3.62%. And then other also slash Hispanic is 3.59%. Okay. Uh, so that's confusing to me. I don't know. <laughs> there was no African American in that. Did I miss that? You didn't miss that. Okay. Yeah, it's just not listed. Or the they don't have the the they don't have enough to count. I guess. Yeah, because they I that mean, sounded awful. Oh, you guys no. get you all matter. <laughs> well, here, I guess that just gave you the highlights because here's a breakdown. Uh, this says sixty five point nine percent white, uh, thirteen point one percent American Indian Alaska Native. It does have two point seven two percent black or African American. Okay. And one point two two percent Asian. Multiracial, okay. blah, blah, blah. All that. Not that they're not important, but it's like <sighs> minimal numbers. Yeah. Uh, so it is a Native American heavy town. Like that's all the history of this place. I figured as much. And you know what? We're going to get into that now. Uh, Let's see. Me, 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 me. Had to find it. Sorry. <laughs> well, because I was going to use, I was going to use two different sources. Mm-hmm. And one of the sources ended up giving me like, way more than I asked for. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this one. Okay. Uh, before I go, this is a really uh, silly thing that they have on this uh, demographics page, which says, uh, most people in Durant, Oklahoma, drove alone to work. And the <laughs> average commute time was 14.1 minutes. The average car ownership was two cars per household. But I think it's funny that it's like, most people drive alone in Durant. <laughs> I guess. So I just... I don't know. People don't carpool there. They don't believe in it. No. Now, specifically, out of Durant, we are in Fort Washita. Yes. Which explains, again, Native American. It's a lot of Native American names. I'm going to do my best. Mm-hmm. Keep up. And then uh, this, what the source that I'm using is hauntedhouses.com. I don't actually know if we've used it before. I have. Oh, well, there you go. And this is, it's like a blog post. Mm-hmm. And these people are speaking sometimes in the first person. Yeah. So I'm going to try to make it make sense as I go. I'm going to, there's a couple sections that I'm going to skim over because it was kind of confusing. Like this whole article is about Fort uh, Washita, but they start covering like Florida and Georgia and Tennessee and North Carolina. I'm like, where are you going? Interesting. Like, come on back. <laughs> so... We start strong, saying, the spirit of a murdered woman tried to bully the living. <laughs> Yay. Which, I mean, like, I would do that. I love I would that go for back her. To my, uh, yeah, I would go back to my middle school and do that. So, <clears throat> out every, I know, see? <laughs> the anger, the rage that fills you. Oh, Lord. Okay, Fort Washita Historic Site and Museum is a reconstruction of the 1800s military fort that has rebuilt buildings and the old ruins as well offering a step back in time to visit what it is like to be stationed here. It played an important part in the protection and development of the Western states. Uh, this is where it gets first person, and I don't know how to change it. Okay. It reminds me of other historical sites in North Dakota, like Fort Abercrombie, which is 100% real. I looked it up. I just picture a lot of shirtless soldiers. I was, a lot of shirtless moose, moose mooses. <laughs> 
Which, why like, why moose? That's their little logo is a moose, isn't it? Who? Abercrombie. It's uh, a moose. I don't know. Look it up. I know my name I never brands. wore it. I wasn't oh, I didn't either. It's fashionable a, enough to wear that. <laughs> just take my word for it. It's a moose. Anyway, it reminds them of Fort Abercrombie and Fort Abraham Lincoln State Park. They're very, you know. Y'all. I know. <laughs> Try harder. <laughs> I read them and I was like, these sound fake. And so I did look them up and they're real. So sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, fort Washita Historic Site and Museum State of Development is probably in between the two forts that are diff- at different stages of being reconstructed. When Tom and I, whoever these people are, visited <laughs> these two forts in 2012, Fort Abercrombie had the old jail. The building had a mu- used as a museum uh, and a guard station rebuilt, though all the other buildings are mapped out as to where they originally were located. They also talk about Abraham Lincoln State Park. That's why, not why we're here. Uh, and that apparently the most complete 1800s fort that they went to was in Wyoming. Once again, we're not here for that. <laughs> Tom and I have never visited Fort Washita Historical Site yet. We're starting strong. Good, good. Uh, but plan to do so in the future. There are restored structures which would be interesting to see, and we would love to take the tour offered, uh, offered there or witness some of the Civil War reenactments and other events that take place here. Uh, their website states, quote, visitors to Fort Washita can tour restored structures, witness Civil War reenactments, and take part in the yearly fur trade era rendezvous <laughs> to experience what life was like before and during the Civil War. I did see something about the rendezvous. I said, beg pardon. <laughs> I know you're like a, a fur rendezvous. Um, yeah, I know, it, it sounds, sounds sexy. <laughs> it, it, honestly, it sounds kind of enticing. I don't know. Um, There's something for everyone. Uh Let's see. Now you got me all messed up about the fur. Oh, no. uh, other events throughout the year include storytelling, outdoor movies, and special seasonal and holiday events that the whole family can enjoy. On certain days, visitors are free to walk around the grounds of Fort Washita. Yay. Okay. <laughs> History about this location. The uh, This prime location was used for two other purposes before the Fort Washita and for an- another army afterward. This location sat at a strategic point on the frontier, in addition to being located near the Red and Washita Rivers. There existed an ancient north-south trail throughout the area. And, okay, now I gotta say, this article says Native American a lot. I think they know that that is the proper term. Yes. There are some things that the name of it uses the word Indian, and I don't... I don't feel like... It feels wrong, but... We did talk about this before the episode where yeah. I feel like it, you were to say as a collective, there are Native Americans. But if you're talking about a specific tribe, it would be Cherokee Indians. Sorry, I'm making a lot of like my chair over here, <laughs> the floor over here. I had to sit up. My back was hurting. Yeah. Anyway, if I'm wrong on that, I'm totally sorry. But I, I think that's how you would say it is as a collective, it's Native Americans. And then you have the Cherokee Indians and so on. Yeah, I think that's the consensus that we came to and other things like um like a treaty i talk about later is called the um eh, what is it what if, that's the word that it uses but that like that's the article name mm-hmm. so i feel like it can't be changed yeah i mean it can you know what i mean lord okay i'm gonna say indian a couple times just know you obviously know what we're talking about right now i have to find my spot okay <laughs> Oh, uh, in the Indian Territory, this route was known as the Texas Road, leading from Missouri to Texas and beyond. This route was called the Old Preston Trail after it crossed into Texas. 
the Dodge Leavenworth Expedition in 1834 saw this as the perfect place to set up their camp, Washita, as it was near a freshwater source, the, Ro- the Washita River, uh, a perfect place for their base of operations for the area. The land where Camp Washita was built in had been the Y. Sutton, sorry, <laughs> I was like, uh, 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 uh. Uh, where it was built had been in the yearly meeting place for trappers to receive their provisions provided by the fur companies that hire them to trap beaver. (sighs) Neat. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It was a perfect location with plenty of room for the throngs, I almost said without the R, (laughs) in the world, uh, of trappers being flat as well as situated by a fresh water source. When fashion changed and people no longer wanted beaver fur, which, what a crime, uh, (laughs) this ended the sponsorship of these trappers. Uh, and it was a perfect location not to be wasted. Okay, here we go again. The 18 in 1830, the Indian Removal Act dictated that five southern-based civilized tribes, uh, including the Cherokee, the Chickasaw, the Choctaw, Creek, or Muskegee, Musk, oh my gosh, Muskogee, mm-hmm. and Seminoles, were ordered to be relocated to the Indian Territory. I'm so sorry if I say any of these wrong. Okay. <laughs> We will just, uh, there's a blanket, uh, sorry on this episode. I'm doing, most of these I've heard of. Some of them I'm like, I'm going to try. The Choctaw and the Chickasaws were moved to the southern part of the Indian Territory uh, that had been claimed by other people for a long time. The Chickasaws soon found that they would be harassed with constant raids by the other Plains Native Americans like the, see, uh, (laughs) Comanche, Wichita, Cotto, and Kiowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, while the Choctaws had the security of Fort Townsend to protect them, the Chickasaws were open and vulnerable. Uh, besides the unfriendly Native American tribes, there were also the Republic of Texas Militia, interference by unscrupulous intruders, and the presence of traders and trappers who saw this land as their space and trapping ground. Uh, these folks didn't recognize that Congress had given their land away as they received no compensation or were even told about it. So <laughs> Surprise! Sudden, yeah, so you suddenly, don't live here anymore. <laughs> yeah, so suddenly the Chickasaw, Chickasaws show up and they're like, what the heck? But then yeah. the other people show up, they're like, what the heck? And everybody just keeps saying, <laughs> what the heck? Because like apparently they just couldn't, Congress couldn't be bothered to tell them that they did this. It's the Spider-Man meme. Yeah, every, just yes, everyone pointing exactly. at each other. Uh, their voices were not heard during this era. Uh, The need for a federal fort to keep the peace was apparent. The superintendent of Indian affairs for the Western Territory, William Armstrong, took action in 1838 and requested that the War Department build a fort there by by the Washita River. Uh, Construction of Fort Washita began in the spring of 1842. Companies A and F of the Second Dragoons, which I meant to look up what dragoons are because it came up a lot in another article... I hear Dragoon and I think of um, Outlander because that's what Captain Blackjack Randall is. He's part of the, I can't remember what it is, but it's a Dragoon. The Scottish version of Dragoons? Well, it's English. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, because they fight. I guess that makes sense. Anyway, uh, they were the ones who built the structures needed under the command of Captain George A.H. Blake. By 1858, Fort Washita was like a small city. A nearly continuous construction of permanent buildings at Fort Washita began in 1843. Within 15 years, a hospital, a surgeon's quarter, and a barracks had been constructed out of, constructed out of stone in addition to the wooden structures. Other additions included such amenities as a bowling alley, a bar, a library, and a newspaper. All the essentials. <laughs> yeah. 
Especially the... And a McDonald's. And no. a McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> they were really before their time. Uh, various companies of dragoons, infantry, and artillery garrisoned the facility. Facility? My oh. gosh. <laughs> Listen, I'm struggling today. Facility from its founding until it closed in 1858. That's not a very long run. No. Is I mean, it 52 to 58? Is that what it was? 40, 43 to 58. Oh, where 50. did I get? I don't know. Ignore me. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know where you got that from. Oh, made it up. <laughs> uh, a corral and stables on the hillside southwest of the fort supported cavalry operations. Cavalry compromised the bulk of the forces assigned to Fort Washita until the 1850s when it served as a United States Army Field Artillery School. I said that one okay. That felt like a lot. <laughs> Uh, a cemetery was also probably needed for soldiers and civilians who died in the hospital or during conflicts or health conditions. General Belknap, commander of Fort Arbuckle, died on November 10th, 1851, and an ambulance between Preston, Texas, and Fort Washita bound for Fort Gibson to see his family. On an ambulance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and an ambulance. The end. Um... He was interred at Fort Washita. I don't know what interred means. Uh, buried? I That would make some sense. Okay. Uh, an outlaw it's by like the, a military burial, I think. I suppose so. An outlaw, an outlaw by the name Beanstar. Ooh, my favorite. Like, with two R's. <laughs> Beanstar. Bean. Uh, died in the hospital here from wounds received during a shootout with the authorities. Men who died in battles with Native Americans... Bandits and other bad ones, and the Mexican-American War were also buried here. Uh, two other... Why do I keep saying, oh, man? Uh. I know, I've said it an awful lot. You know, I used to cut those. In the beginning, when uh -humm. we started all this, I was like, I'm going to cut all the uhs and ums. You all get to hear me struggle. I'm not and doing that anymore. And turd isn't necessarily military. I'm sorry. I had to look up just to confirm, but it's a place in a grave or a tomb, typically with funeral rites. Okay. They buried him. Good. Uh, two other, with the us, holy cow, <laughs> back it up. Two other important tasks landed in the lap of Fort Washita. Besides standing guard over the Texas frontier, it was a busy place during the Mexican-American War <laughs> as the perfect staging area to organize supplies and troops. I just cannot talk today. The Sorry. Right. You know what? The average Fort Garrison of 150 troops increased to almost 2,000 troops goodness so a bit uh the mexican-american war ended with the treaty of guadalupe hidalgo signed on february 2nd 1848 i could say that just fine <laughs> during the 1850s the fort was a bustling stop for travelers de travelers destined for california gold fields or to settle in the far western territories many chose the southern route to avoid the cold and the outbreak of disease prevalent along the northern route one of these new forts built to ensure the safety of these travelers was fort arbuckle I don't know why they're talking about Fort Arbuckle. We don't care. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, at the end of the Civil War, Confederate soldiers burned it. To, or sorry, poopy. I, I skipped like an important thing, which was that uh, once the camp, once the fort was closed down in 1858, it was left abandoned. Mm -hmm. Confederate soldiers found it and they're like, hmm, a barracks, a surgeon's, you know, thing. The quarters. and The doctor's office, a bar, a library, everything you can need. Especially alley. the bowling alley. Exactly. They're and the like, McDonald's. Yeah, and the McDonald's. They're like, this is ours now. <laughs> so they took it. And then because they're selfish poop holes, obviously I am paraphrasing now because it's a lot to read. 
they used it for, you know, the Confederacy did their thing. And then they're like, well, we're moving on now, but we don't want anyone else to have this. So they burned it down. That's good. They burned everything to the ground. Yeah, it honestly, they burnt it in, when did they burn it? Me, 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 me. I thought it was 1870. Yeah, or in 1865, they burned it. But then Mm. in 1870, it was transferred to the U.S. Department of Interior and kept by the Chickasaw Nation. And the grounds were allotted to the tribe members in the early 1900s. And in 1962, the state of Oklahoma purchased the land and they gave it to the Historical Society for Restoration. There you go. Good for them. And now it's uh, whatever. It was added to the NHLD, National Historic Land Division. I yeah I don't know and then also the National Register of Historic Places it is on that list as well mm-hmm. now to the stuff that we are here for the spooky stuff yes so it went through obviously a lot obviously a lot between you know the warring tribes Congress not telling anybody anything so everyone's like why are you on my land when everybody thinks it's their land yeah. killing everybody the wars the burning everything down mm-hmm. uh, lots to be had. So this one, this is where I have to paraphrase a little bit, not paraphrase, but they, this is where they're like, let's go to Georgia and Pennsylvania and Florida and Arizona and Ohio. And I'm like, where are you? Calm down. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to hit the highlights, which is where we are, which is Fort Washita. And they say, this is all of the history of manifestations of possible spirits. Mm-hmm. One of which is the mischief that happened here in the rebuilt barracks homes Sounds like some soldiers getting their chuckles at the expense of the sister of Dr. Steele. Uh, And we will learn who Dr. Steele is in a second. I don't think they listed this very well. Okay. But that's okay. Uh, Both Union and Confederate soldiers and officers, civilians and lawbreakers were buried in cemeteries. This is giving reason for why there may be manifestations. Right. Uh, That's Fort Still. Okay. Spirits of Union and Confederate soldiers became upset with the living, rebuilding their old barracks that had been burned down. I don't know what just came out of my mouth. These civilians were living on a military base where they didn't belong. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Here's here's the one that they like reeled us in with and then took forever to tell us. A woman by the name of Aunt Jane. I don't know why I said Aunt. I don't know. A woman by the name of Aunt Jane was brutally murdered by having her head cut off. Sometime between 1842 and 1861, there are four stories about how this happened uh-huh do you did you come across these stories at all um i glanced but i'll be honest i didn't uh i figured you'd probably get to them so yeah and i'll keep it short the first one is uh she had a lot of money and she buried it to avoid being robbed the confederate soldiers came uh they somehow got wind of her buried fortune and they tried to torture her out torture it out of her uh, when she refused to tell them, she cut. They cut her head off in frustration. Mm-hmm. But she won because they never found the money. Right. I guess. Like you know what? It's you killed the one person who knew where it was. <laughs> yeah. Pros and cons. She's dead, but at least they didn't get that money. Yeah. So says that story. This version. Story number two is Aunt Jane was with the wife of an officer stationed at Fort Washita, and she had an affair with another officer. Mm-hmm. When her husband caught them in bed, he cut off both of their heads with his sword and threw the heads in the Washita River in a fit of rage. I mean, mm-hmm. plausible. It could be. Yeah. Number three, Aunt Jane was a free, I'm going to say slave, that had come to Fort Washita during the Civil War to spy on the Confederate soldiers during the time that they had changed, uh, had charge of the fort. When the Confederate, man, 
When the Confederate soldiers found out that Aunt Jane was a spy for the Union forces, they cut off her head with a sword and then buried her head and body in separate unmarked graves. And then number four, a rumor was circulating that Aunt Jane, the wife of an officer, always carried $20 in gold, which I'm guessing is a lot then. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. uh, Wherever she traveled. One day when she was returning from town, thieves jumped her and one of them got mad and cut off her head, probably when they discovered that she didn't have the gold on her because it was just a, a myth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a rumor. Yeah, they said that. They may have taken her head as a prize. Oh. So, yeah, they sure got her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, oh, they also say Aunt Jane is still looking for her head. That seems to be the way that it goes when someone loses a head, right? Right. Okay. So, now, quick little tidbits about these manifestations. Spirit of Aunt Jane out and about. The living have reported seeing her now... I should have asked. These are some things that people have said. You're covering like a whole um, investigation, right? Um, no, it's not an investigation. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I may have to cut you off wherever you're at. Okay, that's fine. Because it talks about, I mean, it does talk about Aunt Jane a lot. Um, maybe I'll just let you go so I don't give away anything. A menacing bully. Listen, these are good ones, so maybe you'll cover it. Oh. I don't, now you're like, oh, bully. Well, it talks about Aunt Jane being a bully. Um, okay, yeah. That's... Okay, so I'll leave that alone. I guess. That's a way to... A, a word to call her. I mean, long story short, the manifestations are basically what they said above, but they're going into detail. I was trying to quickly find the thing about Dr. Steele mm-hmm. that they mentioned that they gave no explanation who Dr. Steele actually was. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, let's see. There's Dr. Stalcup. That's a different one, obviously. Mm-hmm. General Belknap. Uh, where the heck is... I don't know where Dr. Steele is. He doesn't exist. Oh, there we go. A doctor named Steele and his sister were the next tenants in the rebuilt barracks homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was after everything had fallen apart. The Confederates are gone. It was rebuilt. Uh, this doctor and his sister moved in. His sister's responsibilities included keeping up the home. Mm-hmm. It wasn't long before she witnessed mischievous paranormal activity. Spirits of young soldiers have a tendency to tease. Uh, probably objects were being moved around. Doors and windows were opening and closing. Lights going on and off. Being touched by unseen hands and maybe even seeing an apparition or two. The doctor's sister had a nervous breakdown and they moved out off of the Fort Washita land because of it. E. Yeah. No good. So, for the sake of not stepping on your toes, I know that was a lot... But I think we got the gist of the history, which is it was used for war. It was Native American land first. We mm-hmm. know what happened with that. Yeah. Uh, and then just the spirits of all of them. This land is my land. This land is my land. This, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody just thinks this land is my land. Yeah. So spirits are mad because they're like, what are you doing here? And that's that that sets the scene for Fort Washita. Mm-hmm. There was a lot. I don't. I skipped so much, guys. That article was wild. <laughs> wild. It's all right. There's a lot of history on this, which is cool. But I was looking up the experience, and um, I had found a couple of things, mostly on YouTube. Um, there, there was a few short videos that gave some information on the hauntings at Fort Washita. So I'll cover this one. It was like a three minute long video. I can't, I didn't write down the name of the video. My bad. Uh, but people said that they have seen um, 
so, what looks like soldiers and Native Americans. There have been strange noises, disembodied voices. Uh, apparently there is someone named uh, Lieutenant Avram P. Saf- Satford. I don't know if I came across that. Okay. He was stationed at the fort during the Civil War, and I guess he wand- he died there, and people have seen his ghost wandering around the hospital. Okay. There's also been reports of a Native woman who was captured by soldiers, held captive, and then died in their captivity, and they said she died of a broken heart. I don't think that's probably true. <laughs> that may... I mean, of all the things to die of, that was probably... Low on the list. I mean, she was captured mm-hmm. by by soldiers so, or something. Yeah, yeah, that didn't want them there. So I'm going to guess it wasn't a broken heart. But what do I know? Unless she's missing her family. I don't know. But she also wanders the grounds. Okay. Uh, people say they have seen the Native American woman. Mm-hmm. So that was a very quick video. Not a lot of detail on it. That's pretty much what it gave. Just the general... Are our favorites, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now, this one video I'm going to cover is pretty much the entirety of the rest of my uh, segment. Okay. But it's Fort Washita Ghost Stories Tour. And Pretty on the nose. They did explain that this isn't like a paranormal tour like we've done in the past. So, where we've gone to Waverly or... Um, shoot, where was the other place we went Lawrence? more recently? I don't know, where you're in a group and you're going around and we get to, like, break off and do, um... Was it at that Methodist village? Yeah. Yeah. We got to. So it wasn't quite that. It's actually, um, what you had mentioned earlier, Fort Washita, they have reenactments mm-hmm. for the Civil War and things like that. So they do have actors and people who dress up in period-appropriate clothing, and they take people around and tell them the ghost stories behind each part of the fort. So there isn't any actual paranormal investigation. It's just you look watching people in period dress talk about ghosts. <laughs> this sounds silly, but I did something kind of like that when I went to Virginia. Mm-hmm. I did the historic triangle, which was... Jamestown, Yorktown, and Williamsburg. Uh-huh. And Williamsburg had a uh, ghost tour where mm-hmm. they we had to wait till it was nighttime and then they walked us around to the different buildings and they explained what happened in each of the buildings and the manifestations you're supposed to see and blah, blah. It was cool, uh, but def- it wasn't uh, as immersive. Yeah. And that's how this kind of came off this way too. And it's definitely an all ages group because I could hear like a kid crying. <laughs> That was actually me, sorry. Mm -hmm. All right, so the tour started out with, uh, I don't know where they're at at the start of the tour. I don't know if it's just like the front of the fort. There's like this entryway thing. We'll post pictures of it, but they are talking about how one day there was a group of reenactors just hanging out and whatever place this was. I don't know the the location. The bowling alley. (laughs) And there were cars driving by. And one of the cars actually pulled in to the museum. They call it a museum. There must be some building you can go in. Yeah, I think they've made the barracks the museum. Okay. Like, it's kind of one in the same. Okay. 
So they said the car had pulled in and two people got out and started walking towards the buildings, which they said there are free days where people can come and just walk around and see it for themselves. Mm -hmm. So the reenactors didn't really think much of it, but they did notice that the two got, when they got out of the car, they were signing to each other. So they assumed one, if not both of them were deaf. Yeah. Um, the guy, it was a guy and a girl and the girl ended up walking off and went into one of the barracks, uh, I guess just to investigate by herself. I don't know. Yeah. And then she quickly came running out after being there for just like a minute and she was signing frantically to the guy. Mm-hmm. So the guy goes up to the reenactors and he, this, okay, I'm going to say that. I tr- I rewound this part so many times to make sure I didn't miss a part. Mm-hmm. But it's like he started to tell part of the story and then just forgot and didn't finish it. So okay, this isn't going to make a ton of sense. But he said that the guy came up to the actors and wanted to ask them a question. And he said that his wife is death, deaf. And when she came out um, of the, the building, she was signing to her husband and saying the voices, can't you hear them? Okay. Well, mm-hmm. that's gross. And wait, she's deaf. Oh my yes. gosh. Hello. Yeah. And so she kept, she was signing the voices, the voices, can't you hear them? You know, what's creepy? Mm-hmm. Like what if, well, I mean, I feel like you should just keep telling this, but like not to be me, just because you're deaf doesn't mean you can't hear anything all the time. You could just yeah. be like hard of hearing, whatever. I don't know right. what level of deaf she is, mm-hmm. but um, how creepy would it be if she was signing that but didn't know that she was signing? I don't know. I'm like taking this too far, <laughs> but it's like how she knows she can't hear it. So how, why would she be saying, can't you hear the voices? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel I like I'm taking that a step too far, but you know what I mean? And she comes out and she's like, why the heck am I doing this? <laughs> right. And the way he described it, it was very, I don't know, like almost she was in a trance. I don't know if that's just the way he was portraying it, but she was like, the voices, the voices. Yeah. Can't you hear them? Yeah. And um, she ended up grabbing her husband by his arm and drug him back to the car and they left. So I don't so know. So he if- didn't even finish it? I don't know what the question was that he, because he said the people he approached the actors to ask him a question and then didn't, I don't know what the question was. Right. Well, dang. So he was literally saying, hey, can I ask you a question? And then she's like, gotta go, pulls him away and they leave. Yeah. What if they were just never there? Mm, i don't know <laughs> yeah they, they have cameras or something and they're like hey guys did you see that did you get to talk to those uh the deaf people that came in earlier and they're like what deaf people what car <laughs> no <laughs> the gates were closed today what are you talking about <laughs> i make things so much worse in my head i'm telling you what like that's what we did at edna collins never forget <laughs> <laughs> literally joking about a spirit stopping for mcdonald's breakfast had me like clenching my butt <laughs> No, us talking about how she was on top of the car and we had the sunroof open. We're like, close the sunroof. I, well, that's <laughs> what I mean. I said she, we said she latched onto the car for breakfast and then <laughs> crawled up. Yeah, see, I don't. And I we were gonna like open it. it in the glass and she was gonna be like on the glass, yeah, like a little. Yeah. Okay. Next part of this tour is the blacksmith shop. There is, this part was really hard to hear because they were standing back and um, the girl was soft-spoken. So this was kind of hard to hear her. It took a lot to figure out what was going on here. Yeah. But I gathered. Okay, so there were employees that worked uh, 
some of the actors would be in the blacksmith shop and they noticed that there were animals or something that kept getting in the building and messing things up and they were sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> so they came up with a plan to stop the animals from getting in, which I don't know why this, it's like a very intricate plan. It's not. I don't know. They cleaned the floors. It's dirt floors in there. So they swept it up, cleaned it all up so there wouldn't be any footprints so they could identify what type of animal print it was. I guess. And then they shut and locked the door, which that should have been done all the time. But okay. Right. The next morning they come in and there are no footprints on the floor. I was going to say, tell me it's just like human feet prints. No. No, there's no footprints. And they said, cool, we kept the animal out neat. Except there was a lantern in the back, which all of the lanterns in the blacksmith shop are on like a pulley system. And then they're nailed in place. It's kind of weird. Okay. So they could lower them and things like that. Yeah. To light them. Um, one of the lanterns in the back had fallen. And it would have taken quite a bit, like it was on the ground. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it had to fall out of the whatever was holding it in place and then through the pulley system onto the floor. So they cleaned it up. They cleaned the floor again. They put everything back and they gave it another try. And the next day they came in, no footprints, lanterns on the floor again. Okay. So I don't know if they just don't have that lantern secure. <laughs> Or if it right. really is a ghost. I know. And that seems like such a silly, small thing. But I feel like, especially because that lantern fell and they had to readdress, they had to address it, they would make secure sure it, it was yeah. secure. Mm -hmm. In the same place, there was another night where one of the actors was sitting with uh, the actual blacksmith actor. It was someone from a different part of the fort. They were hanging out, waiting for the next tour to come along. Right. And... While they were waiting, they heard voices and the next two were coming up from outside. They could hear them approaching. So the actor went to leave and went outside and they came back in. They're like, hey, so um, nobody's out there. And they heard like the whole group of people coming. Gross. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they also say that in the blacksmith shop, you'll hear sounds of things being taken off the walls and put back. So like tools and things like that. Mm -hmm. They've heard chairs and tables being dragged around on the dirt floors. Things like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> the next spot. And this is where Aunt Jane, Jane comes yes. in. Yeah. I want to say Judy for some reason. Aunt Jane comes into place. They don't call her Aunt Jane in this. But one of the four stories we get of Aunt Jane is the one that the actor tells. Okay. So I don't know if that makes it true or not. But this is at the four stables. Is it one of the stories that I, or one of the variations that I told? Okay. Yes. I'm going to go a little more in depth with it. Okay. So this is the four stables. And this is the site of a murder and a suicide. Uh. There was an officer that was stationed there with his wife. And they said that his wife had a roaming eye. how they referred to it. Wow. <laughs> and the husband knew it, but he like wasn't. He wasn't willing to, like, say anything or whatever. I don't know. He just kind of let her sleep around and be a floozy. Yeah. There's a word for that, but it doesn't <laughs> matter. Anyway, so his company, it got to the point where the company was losing respect for him because he knew what was going on, but he wouldn't just say something to his wife like, hey, can you please stop sleeping with everybody? Yeah, please. Um, so... 
he asked his commanding officer, instead of addressing the situation with her, he asked the commanding officer if they could just change locations. Like, can we not stay here anymore? She slept with pretty much everyone. Yeah, because then they'll just find a new pool of people for her to sleep with. What is the point? I, I don't know. Anyway, so the commander said sure, but the that night he was um scheduled to patrol the area so he's like do your last patrol tonight and then we'll change your location tomorrow we'll get all the paperwork for it okay he said okay so they went on patrol and he's just if something was eating out of he's like i i just know i know she's doing something so he snuck away from his company and walked in on his wife with another officer and he lost his mind all right i mean yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he drew his saber and he cut off the officer's head, mm-hmm. is what this says. Not not hers, but the guy's head. Okay, yeah. In one of the variations, it said both of their heads, but... Well, he ended up taking the head and throwing it in the river. Went down and was like, nah. Okay, so got, got one part of it, right? <laughs> Later, there was another officer, I think. I don't believe it's the same one. It was kind of confusing at this point, but it would make sense if it was a different officer Mm -hmm. uh he went down to the lake the springs to get water for his horse he threw the bucket in to get water starts reeling it back in pulls Um, it up got the the head in the bucket and he's like and he goes (laughs) he went to his commanding officer and he said sir because he just ran in the thing is there's like a chain of command you can't just go to the top guy you got to ask some people before that right right (laughs) so he storms in and the officer's like get out of my Get out. (laughs) Yes. And so the guy went back to the water, pulled up the bucket, and the head came up again. (laughs) So he went back to the commanding officer and he's like, do not walk in here one more time or I will kill you. No. He just said, like, do not walk in here again. Ever. Please. Yeah. And so the officer leaves and um, later people hear a gunshot near the stables. Now you can't just go shooting off guns in the fort because that's usually a signal we're under attack. Right. It's like during the war, maybe mm-hmm. don't. So everyone's like, Ooh, we're under attack. And they go to where the shots were fired and they find the officer dead where he has shot himself. And it is believed that it's because no one would listen to him. And he thought that they, he, he thought that people would think he was crazy about seeing this head in the lake. All you had to do was keep it up. I, like, pull it out and come running with it by the hair. I don't know. You could say, like, I found Jones's head in the water. Like, especially if it's your company, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, conveniently, people have seen a head-sized orb floating around. <laughs> I'm kidding. This is what they've said. It's not, it's not funny, but it's a little bit funny. I just imagine, like, a head. Instead of an orb, I see a head. Yeah. Okay, next spot. They're at, um, it's a bridge. And the thing is, when the girl walks up, she, like, comes out of the shadows. And she's in this, <laughs> she's in period clothing, like a very long, poofy, dress with the bodice and the bonnet and everything I mean, like she's that obviously one for the theatrics and the the girls who are recording cannot stop talking about her dress they're like first of all she's scary and second of all her dress like <laughs> they just kept talking about it. okay so she talks about how they used to do night battles reenactments so not just during the day they do it at nighttime too these people are very committed right i was gonna say that seems like a safety hazard but okay and this is where I didn't know if she was talking about the reenactment or real time 
uh, like th- in the time period, which is weird. Mm-hmm. But she said that there were two soldiers who came down to the bridge to hold the position. They were hanging out there. They're camping. They're being wusses. <laughs> and um, they waited all night for something to happen. I don't know. It didn't happen. But they got to the point where they're like, man, we're going to leave. They forgot about us. They're never going to find us down here. Whatever. And then they saw um, a lantern coming down towards the bridge. And they're like, oh, crap. They're going to give away our position. But when the light got closer, they noticed it was a woman that they didn't recognize carrying the lantern. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, oh, well, maybe she's lost. She, I don't know. She's looking for somebody. Who knows? Whatever. So they went to go meet her to ask her like hey what are you doing what do you need and they realized they could see through her and they said never mind (laughs) and she ended up walking to one end of the bridge and then walking back up the bridge again and then disappeared okay and then those men said they would never go back there again there's another guy named steve abel who used to work at the reenactment and tell these stories and do the tours and one time at the bridge, he was telling a story and he started to look really uneasy and but didn't say why. He just seemed kind of uncomfortable telling the story. So someone came up to him after the tour and just very casually said, I thought I was the only one who knew about her. And he said, okay, what? Who? And they said, you know, the woman with the lantern because he told the story about the soldiers with the lantern. Yeah, right. And the man that was on this tour, he told Steve that when he was a little boy, um, his grandparents lived on the, in the fort somewhere. They lived on this land a long time ago. Yeah. And what's now the museum. So I guess that would be the barracks. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, there was one night he was staying with his grandparents and he heard the dogs barking. And so they go, he goes downstairs or whatever into the living room area to see what's going on. And grandpa's just staring out the window with a gun. Oh, okay. And he says, hey, grandpa, what's up? (laughs) And he's like, go to bed. It's none of your business. Well, then the dogs start howling. And so grandpa and him like both look out the window like, what's going on? And they see a woman carrying a lantern. <sighs> okay. Except she's not touching the ground. Oh. She's floating. Right. Yay. <laughs> we got a floater. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, a couple more. There was um, a woman who was down by the bridge and she said she felt like someone was following her while she was walking towards the bridge. I hate that feeling. Just the constant feeling of being watched everywhere. She walked in that area. It's like someone was right over her shoulder, just hanging out. Right. I hate when, and then I hate when it's like, you're just in an open area. So your back can't be to anything. There's nowhere to hide. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like everywhere I turn, I'm like, now they're behind me again. (laughs) Yeah. And then she was taking the road to another part of the fort somewhere. And the guys, the reenact, uh, the actors will carry the sabers and that are made of metal and they clink around and they hit their belts and stuff like that. So they have to hold them still. Well, when she was walking down the road, she could hear the clinking sound of the saber. So she turned around to see who was coming up the road with her and Mm -hmm. nobody was there. Of course. Of course not. All right. There is a Confederate cemetery, which I think you talked about for a second. Yes. Yeah. When I glazed over it because they had a cemetery for the fort before mm-hmm. the confederacy got there and the confederacy created their own cemetery mm-hmm. uh, uh obviously to keep their own people separate 
Yeah. Well, it said they said there's about 200 unknown graves, but possibly more that are within this cemetery. This area is where a lot of people will capture things on camera. So they have a lot of that type of evidence. Mm -hmm. And one picture in particular, there was a group of three girls that stood in front of the cemetery and had someone take their picture. And later when they were looking at the picture, you can see all three girls, except the girl in the middle, there's a pair of hands all like over her shoulders. Like hovering? Over her shoulder. Yeah. Oh. Like gangly hands. Oh, I don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was another like, I mean, were night. they resting like, I'm going to lean up against you, or were they like going for the throat? Or They didn't really say, but Ugh. it's... Either way, I don't like it. Yeah, that was not fun. There was an actor who was down at that cemetery by himself one night. He was waiting on the tour to come down. So they all kind of like hang out in their spots until somebody comes. Yeah. Um. So he was waiting for the tour to get there. And out of the corner of his eye, he kept seeing something he saw something coming out of the woods. So he um, looked over and it was shaped like a lantern. Uh, of course. And it was walking up and down the fence line. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up going back into the woods and disappearing. The light went away. So he ended up going over there to see who, like, who it was. Maybe they were lost or come in to check on him or something. Yeah. And he said when he got to that part where the lantern was... Um, it was so overgrown with brush and stuff. There physically no way someone could have just been like walking through it. He couldn't even get through it himself. Yeah. So no way that could have been done. And one more, another time there were two actors carrying sabers by the cemetery and they heard someone following behind them. So it, it tends to be this road by the cemetery that they hear footsteps but they get to the cemetery and how <laughs> I know <laughs> I don't know what I said anyway um they get to the cemetery and by the time they get there the footsteps are like stomping behind them it's not just mm, walking uh-huh. and um they turn around to see who is there and of course nobody's there <laughs> they never are mhm um, and then there was an actor who was in the cemetery wearing a Confederate uniform, lots of stuff in the Confederate cemetery. He also heard footsteps and then he was standing in the cemetery. I don't know. He couldn't find where the footsteps were coming from, but then he heard what sounded like someone come up right behind him and go Psst, hey, in his ear. I, it's always just the haze. Mm-hmm. Now the person actually recording this so in real time recording this i noticed it i and maybe i'll let you listen to like just two really quick clips i don't know but the the audio sounded fine and then i realized it sounded weird after a while and then something popped up on the screen she's like my audio just went nuts at this point it almost sounds like a heartbeat and it just gets louder and louder as it goes on to the point where i couldn't finish the last 10 minutes of this video because i couldn't concentrate it was so loud yeah so i don't really know what happened but it ended the last thing i was able to watch was uh at the cabin microphone is really jacked up at this point so it took a lot of like listen closely to pick this up um and this is something that she obviously wasn't aware of in the moment yeah because she just kept recording she didn't know yeah 
So, yeah, she didn't know her audio had messed up. But at the cabin, uh, the actors would stay in there and stay overnight, keep their stuff in the cabin. Um, There was a woman and her daughter staying in the cabin that night. And um, there had been several uh, instances where people had been staying in the cabin and they'd wake up the next morning and their stuff would be, like, strewn around the room. Mm -hmm. Just laying all over the place or missing so this woman and their her daughter were staying there they woke up the next morning and the little girl's shoes were missing and they couldn't find them they're tearing at the barracks looking for it and there's like a side room it's a door with a window on it and there's a lock on that door okay someone looked in that room and her shoes are sitting on the shelf in the locked room that no one had the keys to okay why why does this happen (laughs) um uh, let's, I know we're like getting time. I'll try to. No, it's fine. Wrap it up here. I know I had a lot of, I talked for a bit. My stumbling, I don't know what I, like my heart was not, I was doing weird stuff that whole time. I'm sorry. <laughs> mine was such a, a train wreck. No, Hopefully y'all fine. got through the us and the ums and the like. I well, I, <laughs> I'm attempting to wear my teeth <laughs> my yeah. partial yeah and your, your new teeth i think i'm doing okay no 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 okay so there was a guy who used to work there his name was steve i swear they said steve avery i was like uh-uh <laughs> but who's that name's familiar making a murder i haven't seen that what i know what steven and brandon avery no kelsey you're like Several years late. Yeah, I know. I feel like I'm, I'm embarrassed. Shook. It's like jumping on a trend way late. It feels silly, so I'm just not. Watch it. It's like if someone I have today theories. is like, I didn't watch uh, Tiger King. You can't watch it now. Yes, you can. It seems silly. Oh my God. Watch Making Murder. I, like I, Making a Murderer? Yeah, Making, <laughs> making a Murderer. Making a Murderer. Like. <laughs> oh my gosh well because isn't there also how to oh my gosh how to get away with murder maybe i didn't see that either or something like that i don't know whatever i leaned like way away from mike for that i don't know why no it's fine i just didn't see a lot of those shows like i got on a lot of the hyped shows at the time that was not one of them i have theories about making a murder and Stephen avery and brendan avery and i could no, I'm not going to share it here because that was could be a whole episode. Uh, maybe maybe next time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so Stephen not making a murder Avery. He worked there at the time and he was talking about how the door of the cabin was really hard to open. Like you kind of had to put some oomph to it. Mm-hmm. And um, he grabbed the door to like demonstrate how hard it took to open it. And the tour, that like people on the tour saw this too. He grabbed the handle to open it and... It's like um, someone jerked the handle out of his hand. Oh, like the door opened? Yeah, like he went to open it and they said, I'm opening it from the inside. And it jerked out of his hand. But then someone like, he said it felt like somebody physically put their hands on his shoulders and pushed him out of the doorway. Gross. Like opened the door and said, move. Honestly, 
that's better than what I thought you were going to say, which is that it felt like somebody grabbed his shoulders and pushed him into the room once the door opened. Oh, ooh, yeah. See, no. no. <laughs> I told I make things so much worse. Well, here, this one's a gross one. There was a woman who was looking into the window of the cabin and saw a face staring back at her. And the way she described it is they had stringy hair and a sunken face. I don't. God. Okay, so scary stories. I hate Siri. She, she is Siri. really, she's on one tonight. No, that's just the scary stories to tell in the dark girl. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I picture. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I will tell you is this is the last thing I wrote down before I just couldn't take the sound anymore. But there were soldiers who at the, it, back in, way back time, sitting in, they used to use it as a bar in the cabin, kind of. It was kind of a catch-all. But they were using this bar, the soldiers were hanging out, and the captain was telling them, like, all right, it's time to shut down, time to go to bed, whatever. And when he said it's time to shut everything down, um, all the candles and stuff went out at the same time. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so The ghost said it's past our bedtime. He said, night-night. <laughs> <laughs> I said good day. <coughs> okay, now I'm going to play a portion of the video just because I want you to hear what the audio sounded like at the beginning of her video versus what it sounded like um, towards the end when it was really hard to hear. Okay, your your phone started playing that sound, right? Yeah. Okay, because I heard it and I... Did you see me cross my arms? I said, what was that? <laughs> I'm just looking around the room like I'd, I heard like the... I don't even know how it to explain. It was an ad, so I had to okay, turn it down Okay, was it like quick. the party favor that's like, yes. Ooh, that Okay, that's... Oh, gosh, okay. <laughs> I thought there was a clown in this room or something. No. Lord help me. Okay, so this is the quiet spoken girl, so you're really not... You're not listening to anything specific. You're just listening to the quality of the video. This is why I'm thankful that you guys still can't see what we're doing, because Megan was about to play this. Did you see what I just did? I went... <laughs> I, put, I put my ear up to the microphone like let me hear it better idiot okay let me rewind it a little bit here we go um all right i, I almost turn. did it again okay i'm gonna turn it up now but then they noticed that one car pulled into the museum that's a kid and a young couple got out of it and came but you can hear he's just talking it's fine yeah and they began signing now i will i thought the kid was the thing i said <gasps> Here we go. It starts happening during this guy's segment, but I will, uh, let's do this. Because our colonel once had a broom thrown at him. True story. It sounds like a helicopter. And it's constant. And she even stops to say, like, my microphone is going nuts. And it just progressively gets worse. Like, I couldn't finish the video because it's... It just gets worse as the video goes on. So there was like 10 minutes left, but I just, my head couldn't take it anymore listening to it. Yeah. I mean, did she at least put highlights or notes that's like, hey, check out this part. Just jump to this part so you don't have to listen to it anymore. Nope. That would have been thoughtful. Mm-hmm. That video is about four years old, I think is Maybe what it said. Maybe it's just because I'm a people pleaser, but uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of interesting stories there. It sounds like... It says it's one of the most haunted places in Oklahoma. Of course it is, if not in America. <laughs> no, I'm they sure. they never said that. It did just okay. say Oklahoma. <laughs> I mean, it seems pretty Okay, I actually I'm glad I had a thought earlier and I was like, "Don't forget it." And then I did forget it. And now I'm back, so I didn't forget it. Okay. Uh that a lot almost all I would say 75% of these accounts are coming from 
uh, people who are actors and actresses reenacting these different things. Mm -hmm. So they're there all the time. Right. And like, okay, for example, let's take it way back to Mauger's. Mm-hmm. I worked at Mauger's. People say that that place is haunted. We went down in the basement. Is it not creepy? Yeah. Uh, to me, it was just like walking around work. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I wasn't, you know, creeped out by anything or didn't have the feelings that people say they have in that building sometimes. Uh-huh. Not, not as much anyway. But these are people who... This is their job. They're there all the time. And like, even if, you know, you're closing up shop for the night, you turn off all the lights and it's like, ooh, this is creeping me out. Not them because they see it all the time. Right. What I'm trying to say is like, I feel like they would be the last people to be like, these things are happening Mm -hmm. uh, because it's just every day for them. Yeah. So it almost makes it more believable to me that these people who it's just another day are still uh, encountering these things. Yeah. I agree. I can see that. I mean, we talked about uh, the Starbucks I used to work at and how it was haunted, is haunted. And uh, I never really felt afraid in there at night, you know, when we used to be open till 11. I say we. I have not worked at Starbucks in so long. But I every job I've ever had, if I talk about that place of work, I'm like, we, we do this thing where it's like, I haven't worked there in 10 years. <laughs> I My first job was Arby's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it would be 15 years ago. Uh-huh. I still say, we used to do this, th- like, Arby's does this thing where we, and I'm like, it's not we. Yeah, Dang. I know. Dang. But uh, when I would work there and have to close and it used to be open, but, you know, before COVID, it was open till 11, if not later, some places. Um, I never really felt uncomfortable except when things would happen. <laughs> that, yeah. Then I would be like, ee, that's scary. Yeah. yeah that's, um. Uh, but that's my segment. That's all I got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I told the story about Moggers where I didn't feel squat in that building on a day-to-day basis except in broad daylight when I was talking to my uh, kitchen manager about oh, the, the plan for the night. The and ice the, bin. Yeah. Not the ice or bin, the... but like the cooler door slammed shut next to us. Mm-hmm. And they just, you, they can't do that. I don't know how to explain to you that they cannot do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that door in particular was broken, so you had to, like, wiggle it to shut it sometimes. I'm just stuck on, I, I'll have the image of that girl with the hands on her shoulders. I think that's what stuck with me. I forgot about that, you idiot. I was thinking <laughs> of the stringy hair and the sunken <sighs> face. Yeah, see? Went to go look in the cabin like, oh, that looks cool. And then it seeing a face looking back at you. Surprise, it's you. You haven't slept. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh, and worse, what's what I'm thinking of the most Mama. <laughs> no, not mama. <laughs> Such a stupid TikTok, oh, man. I'll tell you what. Mm. That's a trip. Mama. What does it... It reminds me of something. I'll never think of it, but mm-hmm. just AI, messed up AI pictures. Yeah, she has too many teeth. Too many teeth. Oh, God. I saw an AI thing where someone put a prompt in it, which it was supposed to be a wholesome prompt. It came out not wholesome. Um, they were like, a dachshund with a big heart. Like a, oh. the dog, but like where he looks really, I don't know, just very happy. I don't know what, why just they like, said it like that. Like cartoonish? Or- I don't know. They just said they wanted a dachshund with a big heart. And so it was like anatomically correct, but then it had this massive heart and it was like kind of like a diagram where you could see the inside of the dog and he was all oh. <laughs> 
I don't know. I'll have to see if I can find it because oh it was terrifying. Gosh. The internet is a scary place. One day we're going to do a haunted, uh, go- a ghost episode about the internet. Lord. Yeah. Just scouring the deepest part. No, probably not the no. deepest parts. There's like actually super awful stuff out there. I was going to say, there's creepy things. I know we can make it. There's an episode in there somewhere. The dark web. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. we didn't have any ghost cat encounters this episode. No, we had real cat before we started recording where Lady just was like, yes, and opened the door. I did have my higher than average heart rate. I'm sorry. I don't know. Sorry. I was like, this episode feels weird to me. Does it feel weird to you? Let's just start over. Yeah. Let's just just trash this. Let's try again. No, I don't know. I was like prepared for this thing Mm -hmm. and like trying to talk about this place. I'm like, and then, and then, and then like... (laughs) I don't know. I got myself hyped up. And for what? I don't know. For what? Well, next week, we're on our last O. Oh. Riggin. Yes. Yay! I don't know why you said it like that, but yes, organ. I don't know why I said that. I feel like I was looking for a pun or an alliteration, but I'm just not there. Mentally, I'm not there. I'm tired. I had a really long day. That's what, listen, that's what I'm blaming all of this on. Phew. My goodness. <laughs> I had to work at 5.30 this morning. Yeah. 5.30. At 7 a.m. Monday through Friday. Yeah, I guess, but like... It hurts. Like, I had to be at work at 5.30. Had to wake up at 4.30. Truthfully, I should wake up sooner because I'm never on time, but that's not the point. Speaking Uh, of bed. I know, speaking (laughs) of bedtime, I'm tired over here. I'm tired. Okay. Okay, so next is Oregon. I'm kind of excited. I don't know. I feel like Oregon's overrated, but <laughs> I kind of, I have the same sentiment. <laughs> I'm sure it's a very cool place. Maybe one day I'll see it. Coming to crap on you, Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> All okay. right. I'm tired. Okay, me too. Okay, bye, Mama. <laughs> bye, Papa. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orsotheysaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all at orsotheysaypod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash orsotheysaypod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find or so they say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We and the algorithms will thank you for it. See See you next week. week.